Mexican Living Truth Ministry Church as we listen in to Pastor Daniel Bome teach on the Word of God. The power of doing God's will. I want to teach you on a topic I titled The Power of Doing God's Will. My text is coming from the book of Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, and Luke chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. And we are also going to read some two or three chapters of the book of Numbers. I want to teach you this morning the power of of doing God's will. The power of doing God's will. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Bless your word. Bless these lips of clay. Bless the hearers of the word. Let the word take a place in their hearts, in their mind, and cause them to be a doer of the word. I pray that none of us here will live the same way we have come. Change us supernaturally. Cause us to know you. And cause us to abide within that calling. In the name of Jesus. I take authority and dominion over absent-mindedness. Over sleep and slumber. Over wandering spirit. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I lose stability here. I lose focus. I lose understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for what you have done. In Jesus' name, we have prayed and the saints of God say amen. I am going to say something that some of you might not like this morning. I will say some things that some of you will wonder whether you're still a Christian. I will say some things some of you say, I do that for God. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13, let's start from there. It says, for it is God which worketh in you both to what? And what? And to do of what? His good pleasures. It is God. Luke chapter 11 verse 1 and 2. Luke chapter 11 verse 1 and verse 2. Luke chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. 
the scripture say, and it came to pass that as she was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught, what? His disciple, verse 2. And he said unto them, when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom, what? Thy will be done as where? So what? So in earth. I want to start by saying to you that there are different kinds of will that exist in our world today. There are different kinds of will that exist in our world. Number one, there is the will of God. Number one, there is the will of God. Number two, there is the will of Jesus. Number two, there is the will of Jesus. Number three, there is the will of the Holy Spirit. There is the will of the Holy Spirit. Number four, there is the will of man. There is the will of man. And number five, there is the will of Satan or demons. There is the will of Satan and demons. Number six, there is the will of angels. Angels are not robots. They have a will. Anything that God creates that have life has a will. Now, these different wills has purposes to bless or to destroy. These different wills have a purpose. Every will, the six wills you have listed, have a purpose. And the purpose is to bless or to destroy. Now, I want to say that a will is developed by information and desire. A will is developed by information and desire. The will 
the will of man, the will of angels, the will of demons are developed by information and desire. God's will is the same yesterday. Jesus' will is the same yesterday. The Holy Spirit's will is the same yesterday. It's the same today. It's the same forever. Their wills do not change. But anything that God created has the capability of changing. I'm going to give you an example. Satan's will was changed from good to bad. He was not originally bad. He was good. But because he disobeyed God, his will was changed. I want you to write this down. Every human being is controlled by the will, by his will. Every human being is controlled by a will. Every human being is controlled by a will. You can be controlled by a wrong will that makes you do bad. Or you can be controlled by God and you do good. Everybody, every person born is controlled by a will. No person is an island. When I mean island, I mean that does not have a will or something does not control them. It literally means that Every person born into this woman, into this world, whether male or female, is controlled by something. It's controlled by something. Now, God is interested in every human will. Write that down. God is interested in every human will. Why? Because the will you were born with is corrupted. God is interested in every human will. That's a good job. That's a good job. If that other one was working, it would have been good. Every human has a will. And that human will is controlled by something. The day you were born, most of you got the characteristic of your will from your parents. Got the will from your parents. And that will 
may not be God. Listen to me. Every one of us born into this world has a will. But that will has to be controlled by some force. Most of the times, we are exposed more easily to evil than to good. That's why the book of Ephesians chapter 4, can you go there with me? Ephesians 4.23 Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. I read 20, verse 23 and verse 24. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. It says, And be renewed in the spirit of what? Your mind. Verse 24 says that ye put on what? The new man which after God is created in what? Righteousness and what? There is false holiness. Write that down. There is false holiness. There is false holiness. When we talk about false holiness, I am talking about the standard that God did not give you. False holiness is a standard that God did not give you. Then let me show you what the false holiness is. In verse 25 of Ephesians chapter 4, it says, Wherefore, putting away, what? Lying. Speak every man truth with what? His neighbor. For we are members one what? Of another. Verse 26 says, Be ye what? Angry. Angry. And what? Let not the sun go down upon what? It then says, Neither give place to who? That means that the devil has the capability of invading your will. Write that down. The devil has the capability of invading your will. To invade means to strategically plan things. To take your will away from its original purpose. The devil is so skillful and so cunning. If you give him room, he will destroy you. Because the scriptures say he has come to what? To steal, to kill, and what? To destroy. Now, let me move this one step forward. There are three kinds of wheels in operation on this earth. 
or four, let me say four kinds of wheels. There are four kinds of wheels operational that you and I are exposed to daily. Number one, there is what is called the partial wheel. Partial. That is not complete. Incomplete wheel. I will explain to you what it means. There's partial, incomplete. There is what is called permissive wheel. That's the second one. Permissive. You're keeping up. You're keeping up. There is what is called destructive wheel. I'm going to need to put somebody there permanently to do this. For teachings. You can't catch up with me with preaching. There is what is called destructive wheel. I've made mention of three. Partial, incomplete, permissive, and destructive. The last one is perfect wheel. Perfect wheel. These four wheels are what rolls people's mind daily. That's, that's good. That's good. Okay, let's start from the top. I'm going to teach now. Number one, you find that that partial means incomplete. You see God, you see how beautiful God is making everything. God is, you see, I mean, there's, there's no way you can say you didn't learn something. Partial will means that you had the instruction, but you did not complete the assignment. You had the instruction, but you did not complete the assignment. Partial means you had the instruction. Yeah, God said to you, like when God told Jonah to go to Nineveh. Jonah had, but Jonah did not go. What happened to Jonah? The Bible says Jonah decided to go somewhere else. And because he decided to go somewhere else, he brought calamity not just only to himself, but to who? To the people that were traveling with him. Sometimes you can be living in somebody else's own sin. Sometimes you can be affected by somebody's own sin. I'm going to give you an example. Jonathan, the son of Saul, King Saul. How many of you know that he was killed in the, valley, in the, in the high place of Gilboa because of his father? If he was at, with David, he would not be killed. That was why David made a lamentation on, in 2 Samuel. He said, how are the mighty fallen? And the weapon of war broken. Partial. I'm going to go into the details of it next week. Because this I will really die. Because some of you don't know. Some of you say God said. God did not tell you. God doesn't confuse you. 
How do you, I will show you what you need to know, how to do the acid test to know if God spoke to you. Permissive means God did not accept it. But because it is in line with where he is going, he allowed it. Accepting and allow are two different things. To accept a thing and to allow a thing is two different things. There is what is called permissive will. If you marry an unbeliever and say you will change him, that's permissive will. That's permissive. You can't marry an unbeliever and expect God to help you in the marriage. You know that man is an unbeliever. He will show you hell. Or you can't marry an unbelieving wife and expect her to act like a Christian. She will cheat on you. And that is why God does not bless you because you're a Christian. He blesses you because you are in his will. Write that down. God does not bless you because you're a Christian. He blesses you because you are in his will. Am I teaching this morning? Are you getting something out of this? You see, permissive will is never good. Because God might just say, okay, I allow it. And there is something called, there's another one called destructive will. Where the devil sets stage for you to do wrong. And that wrong leads you to your destruction. Let me give you an example. Judas is carried. He stole, he went and made an arrangement to sell Jesus. And the scripture says, Woe betide him whom the Son of God will be betrayed through. And the Bible said there are causes in Psalm 109. He said, may he, let's go there. Psalm 109. Because anytime you are on the, the way that, the, I may have you remember we quote that scripture. The way that cement, what the end year of his word. It means that it might look right to you in the beginning. But what? The end of it is what? In Psalm 109, verse 1, he said, Hold not thy peace, O Lord, O God, of my praise. For the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are opened against who? Me. He said, they have spoken against me with what? A lying tongue. Then he said, they compass me about also with words of what? Hatred. And fought against me with that what? There are people that are fighting other people for no cause. Then he said next, the next one said, for my love, they are what? My adversaries. But I give myself what? Unto, verse 5 says, And they have rewarded me evil for good. And hatred for what? For my love. It says, Set that word, a wicked man over him, and let Satan do what? And then look at the next verse. Verse 7 says, when he shall be judged, let him be what? Condemned. And let his prayer become what? I, one of these days I will explain what that means. 
He said, let his days be what? And let another what? Who, when you talk about office, you're talking about the office that God gave Judas. Then he says, let his children be what? And his wife what? He died. He left his children. He left his wife. Then he goes to say, let his children continually what? what? Vagabond means an outcast in the society. And beg let them seek what? Out of where? Then in verse 11 says, let the who? Catch all that word. That means that may his, the things that he planned against you, may the person that together, they sat together to plan it, turn around against him to fight him. May the Lord turn around and fight the people fighting you. I say that God will turn them. The enemy that, listen to me. When an enemy sits together with you on the same table and eats on the same pot with you, laughs with you in the same, with the same kindness, then he turns around to fight you. May God in his anger turn that enemy against himself. Amen. May your enemy fall before you. May the wicked fall before your face. May they be disgraced like they stood up. May they wear a garment of shame and disgrace. Verse 11 says, let the exhorter catch all that he had. And then he says, and let the stranger do what? What it means is that may you labor for something good. And another comes in to snatch it away from you. Then he goes further to say, he says, let there be none to extend what? Mention to him, neither let there be any to favor his fatherless word. Then he goes in verse 30, he says, let his posterity. What posterity means that whatever your parents leave you, inheritance that, remember the Bible says, a good father lived an inheritance for his children. It means that your inheritance that somebody left for you, let his posterity be cut off. And in the generation, in, in the generation following, let their name be blotted out. In verse 14 says, let the iniquity of his father be what? Be remembered. Do you know what that means? It means that every evil thing that that person did, the father did, that God did not punish him. May God turn around and punish you. May that not be your portion. If it is coming your way, I divert it in the name of Jesus. Then he says, and let not the sin of his mother, look at, be blotted out. Then he said, let there be before the Lord continually that he may cut off the memory of them from what? From the earth. That was what happened to Judas. The memory means that may nobody bear his name. How many of you know that nobody bears the name Judas Iscariot? It's a curse. Destructive will. And there is what is called perfect will. What is perfect will? I found out that this, this is a mistake a lot of people make. How do you know something is perfect? The word perfect means matured. 
It takes you to hear from God and it takes somebody else to interpret that dream for you. Any dream that you cannot share with somebody for them to give you their honest Holy Ghost Rema inspiration is from the devil. How do I, why do I say that? When somebody tells you God spoke to me to do something and it does not make spiritual sense and the other, pe- because sometimes you might be fooled by your fully. I repeat. Anytime you hear God say, say something to you, don't on your own just jump. Look for somebody who is spiritual matured and ask them. They will see the mistakes you cannot see. And when they see the mistakes you cannot see, guess what? They will tell you the truth. Perfect will means matured mind of God. When God gives you his matured mind, it takes a matured Christian to help you see it. That is why when a new Christian comes into Christ and then begins to talk trash, they are excited. That first six months, they are excited. After a year, they are still excited. Some, some will take ten, it takes some of them take three years. How do you know that that Christian is no more excited? It's when they begin to do the will of God. Many years ago, I found out that the will of God is not something you can pick on the table. The will of God is not something God just always speaks to you. No. There are three ways God reveals his will. Write this down. There are three ways I like this. There are three ways God reveals his will. There are three ways God reveals will. Number one, he reveals his will through his word. That means when I'm talking about the word, I'm talking about not reading the Bible. I'm talking about studying it. It's not, this, this is not the reading part. Perfect will does not come by reading. It comes by studying. Because it says, show thyself what? It, only God, God reveals approved things to those who study. A workman that needed not be what? Ashamed. Rightly what? Then the next thing, the next step, after he, has, he reveals it through his word, the second thing that he gives you, he gives you Peace. This is not the kind of peace you sit down and say, I'm okay. That's not the okay type. It's the one that keeps you even when everything is not working in your direction. It transcends every human understanding. What it means is this. It is relaxed. The peace does not just come upon you. The peace is the kind that you don't force it. There are some people who force peace. Oh, I'm okay. Meanwhile, inside of you, you are dying. The Holy Spirit bearded witness with your spirit that you, what you are doing is right. Then the third thing is that he will speak to his servant. 
a scripture, he will speak to his servant. That is why you need a leader over you. Somebody that can look. Sometimes, how many of you know everywhere Jesus went, Jesus affected the life. Because each person he met, he helped them get to the next level. The woman with the issue of blood, healing. The blind Bartimaeus, sight. If you look at people, when he went to the marriage in Cana, they had more wine. You know, it takes you to the next level. That's why when you meet someone and your level is still where you are, you are in the wrong place. So, perfect will, I established through three things. Number one, by studying. Number two, the seal of the Holy Spirit. Number three, a matured leader. Prophecy does not give you perfect will. Prophecy confirms the will of God. Write that down. I will explain what I mean. <laughs> I'm loving this. Prophecy does not give you God's will. Prophecy confirms. Confirm means agrees. Somebody cannot see you because you are a good singer. And you never had an intention in your life. And he says, God is saying this to me. Look at, God does not play this jumbo jumbo game. He, if he wants to talk to you, right? If he wants to give you prophecy, he will first tell you. If you refuse it, then he goes and tells somebody else to tell you. That's what God does. How do I know? From the beginning of time, look at what he did to Adam. He told him, he said, the day thou shalt eat of the tree, he shall surely. It was a direct instruction to him. Then when he came down, the first thing he said, have thou eaten out of that tree that I told you don't eat? He said, then the Adam said, the woman that you gave me begot me. She deceived me. Then he told to say, woman, what have thou done? Then the woman said, the serpent. Then God looked at the serpent. He said, before time, you were walking like this. I'm telling you the truth. The serpent was not crawling in the beginning. It was a curse that bent his back. And God said, from their belly. You see, that means it was not from his belly he was crawling. He said, you shall eat dust. Dust means Satan will feed on flesh. Anytime you degrade to the flesh, you are in the arms of the devil. Write that down. Holy Spirit. I'm loving this. Anytime you degrade to the flesh, when I mean degrade, I mean you act fleshly. The enemy will feed on you. Because the enemy conquered the flesh. 